Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, home slice? You call me a yo-yo? Well, you are. You're, you're like that guy on America's Got Talent, but not as good. I've been called a yin-yang before. I don't believe that for a second. I think you've that been called I am an one asshole. Or, or, <laughs> that I am one or I've been called one? Uh, yeah. I've been called a yin-yang. Actually, I think the person who said it said that I was a ying-yang. Yeah, that's just, there's no G in the first no. word. A lot of people say that, though. They say the ying and the yang, except it's the yin and the yang. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, my friend. So, what's new? Um, figured out the name of that band. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Uh, Seeking, was it Seeking Through Silence? Is that what yep. it was? Last week, we played uh, music provided. It's the cousin of one of our very, very dedicated listeners, a very interactive listener. He joins us on the web when we're recording. He stands outside in the bushes. He hangs out in our forum, which we probably should get rid of at this point. But Stands in the corner of my house. Seeking Through Silence was the name of the band last week. Again, that song was uh, Only Nine, and they're really good. I mean, when yeah. I described them to John, I described them as Evanescence, but not quite as heavy, and they do a little more funky stuff with time signatures and stuff like that. And uh, very good, yeah, I like that. I, you know, and as John mentioned on the show once before, often we're told, "Oh, I've got this great band you got to hear," and usually it's, it's like, like eh, shutter, eh, not so much. And and sometimes we we naturally say, "Yeah, okay, we'll, yeah, check, we'll it check it out." Well, why wouldn't we check it out? Yeah, right? but it's always with a cringe, like because you know that someone's going to say, "I love this," but it's not good. Yeah, yeah. Even but this like was, a, this was good. This even was very bands, good, actually. Even bands who have been signed with major labels, people say, "Oh yeah, they're my favorite band." Eh, not so much. Yeah, yeah, it could be better. Hey, you know what? You know those erectile dysfunction ads that they have all the time. <laughs> I never, never saw. Them. You know the ones where the people are sitting in like bathtubs on the beach for some weird reason. Guy comes home and the woman's got this tall drink with a giant straw. I mean, yeah. and a sack full of pride. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I guess there's this uh, congressman-type guy. Let me see here. It says, uh, erectile dysfunction ads too hot for TV. There is, uh, let's see here. I'm going to look up this ad here. I probably should have uh, taken a closer look at this. Uh, there is a bill being uh, introduced um, that advises the FCC to treat these advertisements as indecent and instruct stations to restrict their broadcast to late night or overnight hours. Uh, so what do you think about this? You know, I, to me, having children, I'm sitting down at like a primetime uh, Yankees game and suddenly I have to describe to my children what ED is because they're asking me, you know. Uh, do you think that maybe they should Did uh, your hold kids actually ask you that? Have, have, you, been, I, have you been asked that? They, they're like, what's that all about? We're like, oh, it's just, it's, you know, it's adult medicine, you know. How do, we, how do you describe to a seven-year-old or a nine-year-old, you know, what 
erectile dysfunction is when they don't even know what the whole process is. You have to whole you have to give them the whole backstory of why people even need this stuff, and they don't get it. Yeah, I I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, you, you're going to be asked those difficult questions: where do babies come from, and blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, you're going to get asked those tough questions. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. You, you, you better think of an answer. You're the parent. Well, I want to think of the answer and I want to present the answer when it's more appropriate. Like with, with my older daughter, we've been starting to talk about these things with her because she's coming of age. But with, you know, with the little ones. What, what exactly have you discussed with her? How, 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 how I, I think uh, detailed have you got? Well. It's not, I, I, it's not private. I, I, I mean, yes, how it far is did private. you. It's between my daughter and my wife. No, and how myself. far did you go? I'm not asking you to, you know, the, I think this would be instructive to other parents out there. What were you willing okay. to discuss? Well, I'm not telling you to read me the transcript of the freaking discussion. Okay. You need to chill out, bud. <laughs> no, you need to chill out. It's a simple question. <laughs> This is not like some interrogation room. What are you going to start hitting me with Metallica? It's like Abu Ghraib here or something. You're going to put like a, a, a black thing over my head and, and urinate on me or something to get me to answer these questions? He's staring at me. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I have to avert my eyes. Ugh. Avert your gaze. <laughs> what was your answer? There was no like, what do you mean? To which one? You're, well, first you're saying, what did well, we tell what my was daughter? The, what did she ask? What was the most recent thing? Like, for example. Um, there wasn't. Well, she hasn't asked anything because she's been given a lot of descriptive stuff because, and again, this is private stuff. I don't want to be broadcasting this, but my daughter is, she's she's uh, 11 years old, soon to be 12, and it's around the age when, you know, hormones kick in, yeah, but puberty kicks in. not private. So you need, yes, it is private. Because these are questions that kids ask all the time. It is private. These are private discussions I've had with my daughter and my wife has had with my daughter. What is it you're embarrassed about talking about? I'm not embarrassed at all. I just don't think it's appropriate to be talking about private conversations I've had with my daughter. We're not talking about, like, specific things about your daughter, we're talking about very general things that kids are going to ask parents, and I'm curious to know. Okay, we've we've explained some of the changes that are. Well, my wife has done most of the explaining because does your she's daughter the know where babies come from? Yes. Okay. Does she understand? Does she know about sex? Yes. Okay. All right. That's all I wanted to you know. Jeez. Well, was that so hard? Well, you didn't ask me that question. <laughs> I'm not asking again. Not looking for a transcript of the discussion, but these things like are, it. These things are very instructive, even for me, since I have nieces and nephews, for example. These are very instructive, and plus, it it gives me some insight into like you know what you're willing to say and do. Yeah, we're not like you know since you're a little closed. Let's just <laughs> say it. You know, it gives me some uh, insight into what you're willing to discuss with your kids. You know what? It's easy to say from over there with no kids and, you know. I'm not saying anything. Everything for you is theoretical. (laughs) I'm not saying, no, because I ask these questions. I was part of this at one time in my life. So don't tell me it was theoretical. No, no, no. I'm talking about everything for you is theoretical in terms of being on the other side of that conversation as the parent. Well, yeah, but I have nieces and nephews. I've had kids. I've had kids ask me questions. Not the same. Kid sounds the not same to the me. Same. No. Kid asks an adult a question. Is, how is it different? And this is exactly what I'm talking about. For you, it's theoretical because you've had nieces and nephews. When these people are your children, it's a little bit different. It's not different, it though. Is, it's only different in your head. No, it is different. No, it, it's the same. It's just like being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> oh, there's no I difference. I love you in your ivory tower of there's singleness no talking about be, what it's like to be a parent. There's no <laughs> difference between me asking you these trivia questions here and you getting them all right and you sitting in the chair and who wants to be man there and getting them wrong the only difference is the amount of stress and the amount of uh, perceived stress you know Mm -hmm. so you know (laughs) anyway well if you don't want to freaking talk about it why did you bring it up um 
I'm talking about the the case here, and I wanted to know what you thought about the uh, the erectile dysfunction ads being on television. I don't television. have a problem with them. I figured you wouldn't have a problem with them because you don't have to explain these things. And I'm talking about, you know, I'm thinking that maybe it's a good idea. I don't know necessarily if they should ban them, but maybe the... No, uh, we should ban everything. No. Isn't that the rule here, Mr. No. Religion? No, I'm not. I'm What I'm saying I'm is... I'm going to start referring to you as the Cardinal, John Tellerico. What I'm saying... If I can get a word in edgewise, Mr. Speaky all the timey. If I could, if. Your holiness. <laughs> if possibly. Your they, eminence. They, they could exercise some discretion and say, you know, maybe some people with, with children want to watch the baseball game while not having to explain what, you know, Viva Viagra means. Viva Viagra. <laughs> and why is it that the woman's constantly smiling when the guy shows up with, you know, large drinks with Actually, giant my, straws? No, the, my, my favorite one is the one where the girl's going to go and sit on Santa's lap and then she starts shaking her <laughs> hips back and forth. I don't remember that hair. one at yeah. all. But did you notice the rebranding, those commercials with new music? It's the same um, video, but they're putting new music on it and just like releasing them as if they're new. The the herbal one, not the, the – the, these are the ones you can get over the counter. The um, These are the ones that are not medicine? The guy with the smile. Yeah, they're not oh, yeah, those prescription. Are, right, But right. they rebranded the commercials. New music, same video. Really? And they're kind of re-releasing them as if they're new, and they're not new. And the really funny thing is they're showing the one with Santa in – Spring I didn't see and summer. That one. Yeah, they've they've rebranded the one, which is the Santa one. It's it's like what May. Now they've slowed it all down, and they're what playing does Santa bounce. have to? <laughs> what does Santa have to do with May? <laughs> I don't know. Well, what does Santa have to do with any of that stuff? Well, because he's given a little gift. <laughs> well, according to them, the gift is not so little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's that new product which is only advertising an increase in size, and I love all the little puns they use. Oh, I think I've great. seen that one where they're saying, you know, that special man part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't they just say it? Well, you know, here's the deal. I Well, here's my question. The think... human body is nothing to be ashamed of. As an artist, you should be able to appreciate that. I do, but uh, who's defended? Parts of me aren't an artist and parts of me are a parent. Yeah, but all of you is an artist. You can't get away from that. No. There are like three-fourths of me as an artist. No, you're all an artist and you're all and a I'm parent. And I'm all a parent. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, but man, you know, those those commercials that they, where they talk about, you know, the stuff that, that makes a certain male body part get enlarged or engorged. They're talking about the pupil. <laughs> right. Men's eyes get larger. And women's. That's well, the funny well thing. didn't didn't they one comedian say something about that where they're saying, you know, if you've got this hand cr- or this cream that, that you can rub on a part and make it bigger, why aren't your hands getting larger? <laughs> because hands are the same size all the time. <laughs> well, it was a joke. Oh, it's a funny one too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. So um yeah, well, you know, I'm sure we have some fledgling parents out there in the audience and uh these things are very instructive. Nobody's saying it's easy, but you can't run from it either because kids oh, are not running from it. Kids are I'm not saying you are, but you can't run from it because kids are inquisitive, intelligent people. Your kids, kids in run particular. faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could outrun your kids, but um not for long. Yeah, I've I've thought about what I would, you know, Ask what I would answer actually, you know, because I remember the day I asked the question, Where do babies come from? I can actually remember that day, and I was home sick from school. And my mom and was the answer was, Shut up! My mom was watching a soap opera, and I I didn't ask the question, Where do babies come from? But they were in this so like, Mom was a big Days of Our Lives fan, you know, McDonald Carrot, and she said bourbon. And what, what, what was that that they used to do? They would have the hourglass in the beginning, and those and so like the sands, sands, sands the of hourglass. the hourglass, those are the days of our lives, like yeah, that's what it was in, the, yeah, that's what it was in the 70s. It might, might still be. 
But I used to. But then they, there was like this big scandalous thing going on on this soap opera where they were talking about a woman and there was like a guy involved. So I said, why can't a woman have a baby alone? That was my question. That was that was the one. And she said, shut up. I don't remember if she avoided it or, to be honest, I don't remember. And she spilled her cocktail. My parents, <laughs> yeah, my mom burned was Burned you often, with her cigarette. My mom was often, you know, smoking a cigarette on a holder and drinking cocktails at two in the afternoon. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm pretty Pillbox sure. Pillbox hat fell off my, and she my, slapped you across the face with her glove. Yeah, doing the Charleston. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure my mom probably would have avoided it, but, you know, I don't know. You know, I just don't remember what the answer was. You know, but. she said a drunken stork brought the baby. <laughs> I know one parent that used to say the baby comes out of a little door in the mommy's tummy. That was <laughs> something somebody used to say. No, see, you know, it, it is an uncomfortable thing because, and it's not because I'm embarrassed about it. It's more it's because an, of your Italian Roman Catholic no, upbringing. No, it's an uncomfortable thing because you have to. To me, it sort of represents. You know, a kid losing their innocence. Because I remember being a kid not knowing about this stuff. And frankly, as you get older in the world, your imagination gets more and more closed. And, and, you're, and you learn more about all the different limitations. When you're a kid, limitations aren't, aren't that big of a deal. You know, there are so many different things that can happen in the world. And, and when you have to explain about the realities of this life and the messiness and, and all that and the emotional baggage and... You know, it's kind what of. What are you going to do with the boyfriend? That's what I want to know. No, but I'm not. You saying... thought about this, and I know you have because every not, father has. Uh, I have, and I don't have an answer at all. But um, you're going to have the shotgun. You're going to be cleaning the gun when he comes over. You're going to do that route, or? But what I was going to say is that you know, John we're not, has a pretty big gun collection. We're not, for those who aren't, I have not one gun, and I never will. It's it's one of those deals where we're not avoiding it because. We know that that knowledge is power, but we we also know that too much information too well, you've, early. You've with, read Doctor Spock. What difficult. does he say about this? I haven't read Doctor Spock. No, yeah, I thought you did. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't. Haven't. No. Yeah, remember we used to make fun of Doctor Spock in our first few shows. Doctor Spock, baby tossing Olympic shows, and I thought you said you I had. Think we read might have Spock. had a no. I think we might have had one of the books. I don't remember having read. You've it. Never read any books on parenting. Oh, we you, have. So what do these books say about the day when, you know, the kids are going to ask where babies come from? Stopped reading books on parenting when they're all about what's the next thing to do during labor, that kind of stuff. Good. Good for you. Good good call. Well, you know, I mostly think a lot of these books on parenting are a pissed a off about these chipped glasses. Because every single person who writes one of those books on parenting, you know, they don't know any more than anyone else does. You carry the wine bottle next time. I carry the glasses. I think you're paranoid. This is three you've broken now. <laughs> I have not done this. You are clinking them together. Anyway. You, show, you show me the chips on the floor. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> I know. For the next 12 hours, someone's going to be you on You are standing by knees. my stove. We're going down there after we're done taping. Anyway, You're we got a tune? We got yes, a tune? All right. What do we got? Anything good? No. Let's nothing. check it out. How come you do me 
ocean I heard the whistle blow stuff who was that that was the cantonment jazz band with the way i feel today real new orleans style kind of blues with the trombone in there tailgating a little bit raggy timey man i don't know if that was a real rag time but no it was new orleans style kind of blues you know bluesy jazzy kind of a jazz blues jazzy bluesy more than a blues jazz it's kind of like a green blue versus a blue green. Kind of like Spinal Tap. We were at a, a jazz blues festival. Everything for you is kind of like Spinal Tap. We were at a jazz blues festival. So I was having the... a sandwich the other day, and it reminds me of Spinal Tap. We were having a ja- we were at a jazz blues festival at the Isle of Lucy. <laughs> no, it was more of a blues jazz festival at the Isle of Lucy. Come on, that's great. The Isle of Lucy. <laughs> I can't. Uh, so you know what? Humor. Humor has been something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Because you know, I oh, like really? a good joke every once in a while. A good one? Yeah, well, you know, there were three things that precipitated me wanting to talk about humor. I recently watched, and I know you know I watched this, the film Jesus is Magic by Sarah mm-hmm. Silverman. And Sarah Silverman, Jewish, nice little cute Jewish girl, no longer dating Jimmy Kimmel. And she's been known to make a few crass Jewish jokes every once in a while and piss off, funny. piss off some of her people. Her people. <laughs> Those people. The, the people of the Hebraic faith. Right. And the chosen ones. I remember she she referenced this on uh, her comedy special in the movie. She but I remember seeing the Conan O'Brien episode, and it went something like this: She's on Conan, and she got called to jury on duty. the show, not Conan himself. Yeah, she well, she might have been on Conan. Who knows? But she was on the show, and she said she got called to jury duty. And one of her friends said, "You should write something like racist on the form, like that you fill out." You know, when you go there, something like, I, I hate chinks, you know, and then they won't pick you for jury duty and you get off, you know, from, from having to do it. And she said, you know, but Conan, I didn't want to seem racist, so I wrote, I love chinks. <laughs> and NBC had to apologize. Uh, and then Guy Ioki from some Asian, you know, uh, anti-defamation league or something got on her case and, you know. Oh, uh, can't we just laugh at a joke? Okay, I know I'm not Asian. I fall into the white male category, but I certainly Polish people, Polacks, have been the butt of many a joke over the years. So it's not like I don't Some know. Some of the best ones. Yeah, right. It's not like I don't know what Because they're like dumb. Not to be the Sorry. butt of jokes. But I mean, can't we just let it go? Can't people just express themselves? And I hate to use the I know, phrase. We should all go back to the days where we were, we were just making fun of the Polacks. That's right. And I, I hate the phrase phrase political correctness because you know Rush Limbaugh is critical of the phrase political correctness just because he actually wants to be able to call black people nigger and get away with it and I just said that because I'm making a point he really could care less but you know there there is some points times when it goes too far and I have two other examples here Lance Armstrong 
Perhaps well, well, you've heard of before, him. Before you get into that, I well, ab- this is a going. I have a three tier thing here I, that's I going you. somewhere. I get you. you. Can, I'm, I'm. I get you. All I'm saying though is I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, the the thing with Sarah Silverman that I absolutely think that people should just chill out about is she was making a joke. She was not in front of like the UN talking about destroying Israel. She was on or, a comedy show. Yeah, she was not standing up there saying, hi, I'm a representative of the Jewish people. And I think that chinks are awesome. You know, <laughs> she was, she wasn't doing that. She was making a joke, pointing out the fact that we're so uptight about our, our racial prejudices and speech. Her, her, Making that joke was making the specific point that we should just chill out, yet people can't chill out about it. Well, you know, and I have this friend who's a philosophy professor at a, a local college, you know, and she's a great friend of mine. And she, From at this point, yeah, and at this point, she would say, like I said a moment ago, yeah, but you don't know what it's like to be Asian, you know. So she always provides that counterpoint. I, you're right, I don't, but I do know what it's like to be the butt of. I don't know what it's like to be joke. me ten minutes from now. That's right, but I'm still going to make okay, fun of myself. Okay, so part two of this thing that sort of got me all fired up was, and you'll appreciate this because you you've make, made this joke many times on the program, Lance Armstrong. You've made jokes about his having of Christ, of course, one testicle or no testicle or seven, or whatever it is. I don't know. Okay, so Lance Armstrong has a bike shop called Mellow Johnny's, and uh, <laughs> do you get that? No, I don't. Okay, well, I think mean, it's just a funny name. In France, the the yellow jersey is called the Maillot Jaune. And as a joke, they call it the Mellow Johnny. Whenever uh-huh. Lance is wearing the Maillot Jaune, he calls it the Mellow Johnny. So in Austin, Texas, he opened up a, a bike store called Mellow Johnny's Bike Shop. And it's actually really cool because if you're a cyclist, he's got a cafe and a restaurant in there. seven of them. You can go in there and there's showers. You can like – you they actually have valet service for bicycles oh, really? at this place. And you can go take a shower, eat lunch, and get back on your bike and go. Okay, so he has a coffee shop there. And I'll see how good your Spanish is. He has a coffee shop there called Juan Pelotas. Uh, it's John, and I don't know what Pelota. Pelota means ball. Oh, does it? Yeah. So Juan Pelota. Do you do you get that? I didn't get it. Somebody one had ball. To, one ball. Very good. You got it. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> so he's got a sense of humor about the fact that he's only carrying one real testicle and probably a prosthetic. You know. So. Well, if I were him, I'd make have the prosthetic made of uh, it's titanium. Marble. Actually, you know, he well, whips prostitutes with it. <laughs> what? I don't know. Where'd that come from? It's right out of my silly imagination. Okay, so I he's, think you should edit that out of the show. I'm offended. No, we're keeping that in. That's okay. the one we're keeping it. So he's got a cafe called Juan Pelotas, and it means Juan Ball. One ball. Clearly, he's okay with it. The humor. In fact, on Twitter recently, he actually accidentally hit it. Published his email address. Oh, I remember seeing and that. And it was yeah. JP Oops. at like Livestrong.com or something. And JP is Juan Pelota because he sees himself as Juan Pelota. So he had to change his email address. He got like 5,000 emails from all of his fans. And they were all good emails. And he would have loved to have responded to every one of them, but he just didn't have the time. Yeah, so he, like, had to, he had to kill that email address and, and get a new email address. But the fact that he, he kept it, at, you know, he named his cafe that and he he refers to himself as so anyway i'm on one of his forums like on the mellow johnny's blog he's got a website obviously and all so you're that. standing outside in his bushes well one person kept referring to lance as the monoball 
<laughs> and another testicular cancer survivor got all in this guy's grill about it. And this guy's response was, well, shouldn't you be mad at Lance first since he's the guy who first made the joke? And the fact that Lance made the joke sort of makes it okay you to You don't make know what it's joke? like to have one ball. You have no right to say anything about Well, and that's a fair statement. Monobolia. But I'm not – he wasn't making a statement about I'm that joking. other guy. I understand. But he wasn't making – but that would be someone's argument. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter that. He's not making a statement about the other guy. He's making a statement about Lance Armstrong, just referring to him as the monoball. Yes, he probably doesn't know Lance well enough to call him that. But nonetheless, Lance has given permission, seemingly, to kind of make jokes like that since, A, he named the cafe at his bike shop One Ball Cafe. I mean, hello, can we get past this? I know it's horrible that that second man had to go through testicular cancer and have a testicle removed. And, you know, fine, we understand that. But, you know, can we have a little humor about this? Well, I think that the the argument saying, oh, well, you don't know about this or you're not one of those groups so you can't comment about that, it's a specious argument because – Everyone has the right to make observations about things that they're not part of. If you're if you observe something from the outside, you know, by definition, you're observing something from the outside, you can comment about your observations, you know? Right. Just like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld makes comments what? about What's up with that? What's up with pizza in it being round? I mean, he could make com- he can make comments about anything. Why can't a person who sees an Asian person with a a, lo- a camera and a lot of Asian people with cameras make a silly little joke about Asian people and cameras or like Rich being dumb? I mean, I mean, I mean Polish people being dumb. <laughs> People can make observations about this stuff. Your nose is going to damage the microphone. <laughs> it, it already has. It punctured it. It's got a dent right in the damn it's thing. Flogging it. When you're not breaking my glasses, you're denting my microphone. Right. So it's. I think that everyone has the right to do that. The only problem with with that whole thing. I have is more, by the way. If there's someone making a comment like that, and it's meant to be mean spirited, harmful, yeah. harmful, degrading, you know, that's when you've got a problem. Right. Or, right. And and people should self-censor. They should know the difference. And if you don't know the difference, you're Polish. I mean, it's a simple But on the that. other side of that, you know, you can't always fall back on that. You, you make a harmful, mean comment and then say, oh, I was only kidding. You right. Well, people do, that. people do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have a relative who's famous for doing things <laughs> like that. Okay, so part three of this You're hardly is, stupid. Oh, I was kidding. Yeah, yeah. Your 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 wife's a whore. Oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> right. Um, just slightly. And that's actually a, a sort of a real world example from wow. something I know, actually, something that happened. But anyway, um, Comedy Central, you've heard of it. Once or twice. Okay, they do the roasts, which are very much in the vein of the Dean Martin Friars Club celebrity mm-hmm. roast from the 70s, which I miss. I mean, they were funny. Lisa Lampanelli. Right, Lampanelli, the Queen of Mean, is on these things. But one thing I noticed interesting, and I tweeted about it, you may have seen it a week or 10 days ago, was after 1 a.m., Comedy Central can run their roasts unedited. They're dropping yeah. F-bombs. I remember you mentioning and that. And I'm okay with that. And I know you have kids and blah. Your kids I don't, probably I don't aren't up problem with that 1 a.m., though. You know? Because I don't usually let them watch Comedy Central anyways. And... Well, but I love these roasts because, again, they they bring me back to 35 years ago to the, you know, Don Rickles and, you know, all of these amazing – who was the great – Rich Little. You know, all of these great people from the 70s, you know, famous people were on the dais and they were all part of the the, the roasters. And now we have these comedy – Foster Brooks coming out doing his drunk guy. (laughs) You know, red buttons. Yeah, it's really good stuff. And so anyway, I Googled – 
uh, not Googled, but Facebook. You're tweeting, you're Googling. Yeah, web. You already pointed out that I'm very web 2.0. But I, I tweeted or Googled or Facebooked about the fact you that. You booked face? I did, yeah. And I, about the fact that appara- I was surprised by this. Wow, after 1 a.m., apparently, I said, apparently, networks can um, go blue. And my cousin, who was also my landlord, said, no, it's only Comedy Central. They're allowed to do it. And he goes, but I'm not really okay with it. But I've had so many things that have happened to me in the last few months, including this guy who was overreacting about the monoball Lance Armstrong joke, the the the, the instructor at my pottery class who, uh, you know, uh, yelled at me because I made a joke in an, in an, an environment where expression should be allowed. Mm-hmm. I feel so compressed and I feel so – I feel this political correctness for lack of a better You're word. You're going to go postal, dude. No, I'm not. But I feel this like pushing in on me and I want to push back. And one of the ways that I push back is occasionally saying crass things. But the other way that I push back is like I'm totally OK with the fact that they're dropping the F-bomb at 1 a.m. on Comedy Central. And here's what I wrote. Um you know, this led to a discussion on Facebook about whether or not it is going over the edge. I say no. As a direct response to people's political correctness of not being able to laugh at jokes like I love chinks, I sometimes need very base, unadulterated, adult humor to recalibrate my humor pendulum. That's what I wrote. You know, I, I feel so compressed by this society that stifles emotions and stifles feelings and stifles expression that ah, I just want to scream. And when I saw that they were showing that, that this particular roast was the Larry the Cable Guy roast. I think they've done three. They did Pamela Anderson, William Shatner, which I bought on the DVD, which is the unedited one. You, I think you've seen a little bit mm-hmm. of it with me. And then this one was the Larry the Cable Guy roast. And they've got all those very crass people roasting, you know, like you said, Lisa Lampanelli. And well, I think, I think that, this stuff is a riot. Get over yourself and just fucking laugh. You know? Well, I think Not that, you, but that Lisa you know. Lampanelli is a, is a great example of that need to go so far over the edge it's like let the pendulum swing the other way and just see how ridiculous it can be, you know, because if she were serious about some of the things that she was saying, she probably would be killed. Mobs would be killing her. But because everyone knows that it's a joke, she can get away with saying some of the most vile and disgusting things because it's. Well, it, and people, the, the roasters ra- roast the other roasters on the panel, too. Right. And people are pretty merciless with her, right. too. But I, But the way I see this is it's almost like it's a direct analog to people who go overboard with this, you know, fat-free this and fat-free that and fat-free that and fat-free that. And then on the other side, people are, as a reaction to that, they're having like the most disgusting, you know, chicken filled with cream cheese slathered in butter like Deep Paula Deen. you know. You know Chocolate-coated pa- sugar bombs. Paula Deen <laughs> is the Lisa Lampanelli of the food world, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah. I see there needs to be this this play there's never going to be a middle of the road and maybe it's good to have both the ultra conservative well, yeah. and the ultra liberal points of view are it, good they it's, provide it's spectrum it's called spectrum there you go <laughs> it's contrast yeah and i mean you know some of the jokes they had one of the guys who was one of the roasters was an ex nfl football player I, I don't know his name but he was a black guy and Rosie you know, Greer. No, it wasn't Rosie Greer. Joe if, Green. If it were, he would have been knitting. However, right. But um, you know, you know, Mr. they're Green, dropping. They're dro- you know, he comes out. He comes out, and one of the roasters was uh, Larry the Cable Guy's buddy. There, the uh, blue collar comedy guy. You know, you're a redneck. When Jeff 
Jeff Foxworthy. Foxworthy. Right. So the black guy who I'm sorry, whose name escapes me, the football player, uh, comes out and he goes. Alike, so why do you, should you even know? His yeah, name? I know. It's like Chinks. Right. And, and he comes out and he looks at you guy. He goes, I got a couple of redneck jokes for you. You know, you're a redneck when your family tree has a noose in it. You know, and he's got all <laughs> these great jokes, you know. And and then one of the roasters dropped, you know, the, the big thing that they drop on Lisa Lampanelli is that she likes to have sex with black guys, right? right? That's right. one of the big things. And one of the roasters comes out and he goes, Lisa Lampanelli likes to have sex with black guys. She went for a pap smear the other day and they solved 12 murders. <laughs> you know, that's just, you know, it's crass, but it's Funny. That's one of those jokes that's actually funny on several levels and yeah. insulting on more. Yes, <laughs> right. but it's just humor. And in in, in yes, I, I miss the uh, the Dean Martin celebrity roast. And there's uh, clips of those all over YouTube, and you should watch them if you haven't. But they're really funny. Rickles will come out, and despite the fact that some Rickles was given an award on the TV Land Awards the other day for like lifetime oh, achievement, he? and he does. He's been in the business sixty years. He really has had a lifetime achievement. And he is pretty funny, and he is pretty fast. You know, his <laughs> yeah. his black guy impressions are a little old, like Robin Williams. But you know, you got to update your black guy impressions. <laughs> but you know, the Rickles used to come out and just kill on those those Dean Martin things, and they were pretty blue for the seventies. They were shown right. at late at night, and obviously there were no f bombs dropped. But they were things you certainly wouldn't have want your kids watching then because they were late at night. But I miss that, and I'm so glad that Comedy Central is doing these roasts because I I love. Love the uh, the forum. I love that style of 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 comedy. You know, the the, the roast is. You're just hot for Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, and in uh, all four of her thighs and chins. And so there, there's a crass one. But you know, and again, as I said, I need this like expression. I need this to recalibrate my humor pendulum. You know, it's like, eh, you know, I feel so compressed, and you know, my family is so closed and they're so lacking expression and the guy I do the podcast with is completely unable to express himself and everybody else. So well, I, I would need, express I myself if I could get a word in edgewise, I Mr. Talkie well, all this, the time. This was my topic. <laughs> okay. I'm just anyway, joking. do we got it? I'm just joking. Oh, oh. All right. We got a track. Anyway, hopefully you people out there laugh at jokes. You know what? Because you have to. It releases endorphins. It's good for you, as Patch Adams said in the movie. Anyway, do we got a track? Yeah, this is very closed and uh, conservative. <laughs> this too. is something we haven't done in a while, actually. Never. Let's check it out. All right, Grizz.
blazing piano performance. Oh, I thought you were going to see Saddles. <laughs> no, who was that? That the artist was Daniel Vesey, VC. Well, that was a Beethoven piece. What was he playing exactly? It was a Beethoven. That was um, let me see here. That was the Sonata, Sonata Number one. one in F Minor, Opus Two, Number One. Yeah, very cool. We don't play a lot of. Actually, that's like the first straight up classical piece that was from the Romantic era of Beethoven. But I mean, you know, we've played some nylon string. Well, no, I guess we did play Miguel Pico doing the uh, Paco Bell. But it was his own arrangement of it. It was like a rearrangement of the piece. But in terms of playing something as written, classic, from the classical period, that's like the first thing we've ever done. I mean, I'm a big Bach fan. I don't think we've played anything by Bach yet. This is a straight piano classical that we haven't done. Yeah, yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, the stuff that people would associate as classical music, you know, we haven't really done it. So technically we're snobs. We're playing classical music, drinking wine. I know. We got the pinky in here and all that stuff and... um, Going to the Hamptons. <laughs> I'd love to go to the Hamptons, actually. No, the Hamptons is just is just passe. <laughs> Where do you go now, sir? It's bourgeois. <laughs> the Burgoys. All right, there you go. So anyway, I guess we're at the end of the show here, and uh, we'll talk about more movies next time. Oh, just very briefly, we're going to miss a week. Next week, we're not going to have a show because of some stuff that's coming up in John's life and some stuff that's coming up in my life. So uh, we will miss a week. And then and hopefully uh, when we're gone, I'll get to see a Yankees game, and maybe they'll even win. Yeah, I doubt it. But uh, we will continue with our regularly scheduling programming after that. So um, what do you got? I got this button here, and you, you know what it does? You always talk about the button. Got my finger on the button. And every time it does that, there's no surprise there. One of these times I'm going to hit the button, and it's going to launch the missiles. <laughs> I saw a little bit of uh, Matthew Broderick War Games the other day on uh, one of the uh, channels. I own that on DVD. It's a classic. But uh, I love Robert. that beginning where the, the missile guys wouldn't turn the keys to launch the missiles. And right. He, you know, anyway, whatever. This is Rich Wilgus. John Tellerico. You've been listening to Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. Please leave us a voicemail. 206-376-1907. Feedback at bloodyveg.com. You can leave us some email. And uh, check us out on the web, www.bloodyveg.com. And as we promised some time ago, we may have a new look to the website one of these days soon. It's happening. It's evolving slowly. slowly. I, I keep checking on it. Anyway, remember, you've been listening to the VIB. 